episode 181 of the Bevan James Isles Show, how to stay fit and healthy through this crazy time. Radio team, welcome along to episode 181 of the Bev and James I'll Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Well, we are in the most craziest time I've experienced in my life. And I've been through some pretty crazy times. I live in a place called Christchurch. We had earthquakes about 10 years ago, which threw our worlds upside down. We had, unfortunately, we had the, the mass shootings in Christchurch with the mosque last year, which is a pretty horrible time for my city. Um, but this is a different kind of crazy, isn't it? Uh, I imagine some people may be listening to this back in the future. And and what I'm talking about right now about is the pandemic that's happening in the world. Uh, the coronavirus is kind of in maybe in its peak fingers crossed it's in a peak and it's kind of moving towards depending on where you are in the world obviously i'm in new zealand and new zealand as a country seems to be managing it very well i'm very very proud of how our government is navigating the waters here they've taken quite strict actions quite early on the piece and so we seem to be keeping on top of what we're keeping on top of um but it's still uncertain what's going to be happening in the next next moment, probably in the next couple of years, to be honest. Like, uh, I see it that even if they get rid of the virus in the country, we won't be opening our borders in, at least until there's a vaccination. And that's, you know, potentially another year, maybe 18 months away. So it's a very, very fascinating time in the world. And I'm sure if you listen to other podcasts, if you listen to people on Instagram and Facebook, there's a lot of people giving advice out there. And so in today's show, I just wanted to give kind of Two areas of advice, uh, one around exercise and one around perspective, because I think there's a two areas that are really important, and obviously exercise is my area of expertise, so it's going to be one area, um, and one is around a good perspective to have at this time to help you navigate this as wisely as possible, because it is, geez, it's a pretty scary time, isn't it? And um, if we think of those two things, if we think about exercise, if you get less fit through this time it often comes at a, at a cost in many other ways and i'll dig into that when i get into the main section of today's show so there's that and then if you have perspectives that work against you it makes the time harder on your life and of those around you now i'm not saying that you aren't going to feel stressed through this you you know most of us are most of us are having to face some pretty big challenges around this time. I know my wife and I, we've got some pretty big challenges with this situation. Uh, so, we, you know, and, and we aren't alone. And we've got many people out there who have much bigger challenges than we have. So there's definitely an importance of trying to keep your head in the right place so you can navigate this as wisely as possible. And when I get into the main gist of today's show, we'll definitely be digging into that. But before I do, I just want to mention a few of the patrons of the show. So basically, each couple of weeks I release a show uh, for this podcast, and some amazing people actually support me by being patrons of the show. And what that means is they donate a little bit of their hard-earned money my way each time I release a show. And uh, what you do is go to bevanjamesisles.com, click on support me on the on the either on the front page or on the podcast page, and then you can add a bit of bit of hard money my way each time I release a show. And these are some of the people who already are some of the patrons. 
Number one is Dr. Sean Barnes, Dr. Mr. Sus- or Dr. Sustainable, I should say. We've got Sam Squiggly Wiggly Arms Green. We've got Olivia Wonder Girl Alice Garland. We've got Samantha Magic Johnson. We've got Sally Super Trooper Lampu. Sally, I haven't seen you for a while. Hopefully you're still around because um, Sally's in my running group and she hasn't been around the last couple of months. So I hope you're okay, Sal. And then uh, Laura Do Do A Lot. Pfeiffer. So these are all people who are patrons of the show. Thank you so much for the support that you give to the show. Times like these, geez, it really means a lot. So thank you to all the patrons of the show. Anyway, team, we are going to get into the main gist of today's show. I'm going to be touching on two pretty important areas. So let's get the music on and let's get into it. As I was saying in the introduction, today's main segment is actually be broken into two different categories. And the first category is going to be exercise. So I'm kind of speaking, the thing about this show is I'm speaking to different types of people. I'm speaking to people who maybe never exercise, and I'm speaking to regular exercisers, and maybe those people who come and go between both of them. And so this message hopefully works for all. I suppose the first thing we've got to address right now is the importance of exercise through a time like this. Being healthy is is good for us at all times, but being healthy in stressful times is even more important. Uh, We know that when we go out and do exercise, there's so many benefits outside of what's traditionally sold around exercise. So if we look at why or how people sell exercise, it's often around image, um, sometimes around goals. So it's often about getting a body type, <clears throat> it might be the six-pack abs, it might be weight loss or something like that, or it might be achieving a goal, running 5Ks and so on, or things like that. Now, those are always good, those are great benefits of exercise, but there's so many other benefits that kind of get missed when we look at the value of exercise in our lives. And one of the greatest benefits of exercise is that sense of stress release and that kind of rebalancing of your equilibrium. You know, it's interesting in New Zealand right now, we're in lockdown, so no one can, the only reason you're allowed to leave home is to go get food or to do exercise. And there's a lot of people who aren't exercisers who are actually getting out and exercising, which is a really good thing. So there's a real value of having exercise in your life. But unfortunately, in this moment, a lot of people either aren't adding the type of exercise that's going to help them, or regular exercises aren't exercising, or exercising less, or exercising in ways that aren't delivering what they need. And this is a real big problem, because if we aren't exercising, we aren't using one of the greatest tools that helps us to work through this time in that way that I was talking about, with less stress and being more aligned with your kind of healthy equilibrium in your life. And if there's ever a time you need this, it is right now. So what's the cost of this? Well, if you're not exercising, there's the practical cost. Imagine you're starting to put some weight on. Imagine you're starting to feel you're lacking some energy. Imagine there's... You know, that kind of, well, I'm going more to the kind of psychological cost now. I imagine you start to feel a bit bad about yourself. You probably feel guilty because you're probably sitting in front of Netflix all day and thinking to yourself, oh, you know, I should be doing something. So you're kind of doing something, but you're actually sitting in guilt while you're doing it. You, You probably feel that you kind of feel like you're losing yourself, especially for those who exercise already. You probably feel that, geez, I'm getting a bit lost in, you know, where am I in this moment? 
Now that, you know, like, again, we've got lots of stress to work through right now. So if you're adding to the stress by not putting exercise in or reducing the exercise that you do, and then taking yourself to a place which is ultimately not good for you, that's not a good thing. And so it's really important that we have exercise in our life right now. But the challenge is, for many of us, it's really hard to be motivated. And so today what I want to do is I want to give you some tips on how you can keep exercise in in a really motivating way. Like the thing is, like I'm quite proud of how I'm handling this moment. And and, and one of the things is, I'm actually, you know, I'm a fit guy. I do a lot of exercise every every week of my life. You know, like I'm in my country, I'd probably be in the top 1% of fittest people. And, you know, it's my job. I should be. I'm going to get to the other side of this isolation time fitter than what I was before the start of this isolation time. Like, I'm quite proud of that. And I'm a guy who was already pretty fit. And I would like for you to be in that place as well. For you to have used this time when you get to the other side of it and actually have real value in it. And I'm making some really cool discoveries because I'll be really honest with you guys. Recently, I started to think that, oh, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a bit older with my exercise. I'm 42 now. Um, I do a lot of exercise each week. And I was getting to that place where I was like, oh, I'm definitely noticing that, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. You know, I, I, maybe I'm not what I used to be. And then, you know, I've been started doing this running challenge, which I'll talk about in a minute. And I was out running the other day, and I was running kind of speeds that I would run five, ten years ago. Maybe not at my peak when I was in my 20s, but, you know, 10 years ago when I was in my early 30s, maybe mid-30s. And I was feeling good, I was feeling strong, and I was like, y- you're not getting older. You're still strong. So I'm making these discoveries that are really powerful dis- discoveries and also it made me realize, I'm making some good realizations. Like I always wondered what my life would look like with exercise after I stopped teaching exercise. And it's given me an idea of, oh, you'll, you'll make it work. It turns out I'm going to be a midday exerciser. I never would have thought that. It turns out I'll, you know, I'll make it work. So I'm learning some really valuable lessons in a time which could be stressful for me. So the most important thing right now in my mind is that you need to have exercise in your life. But how do we make it so that you can be motivated to do this? Well, I'm going to share what I think are a couple of real important tips. The first tip is you need to find a challenge that is motivating for you that you share with your world. And I'll share an example that we've done with our runners, which has been like more successful than I ever thought it could be. So when we found out in New Zealand, we found out the lockdown was happening on a Monday, it's about a couple of weeks ago now, and that the country was going into lockdown on midnight on that Wednesday. So basically on the Thursday, we'd be going into lockdown. Now at this moment, up to this moment in time, our running business was still running. Admittedly, the numbers were a lot smaller, people were, kind of, people were staying away, but we were still running because we were allowed to within the boundaries that the government had put out at that time. Once we heard this announcement, we knew we were closing. So we instantly shut the shop and we said, look, Unfortunately, we can't do what we're doing until the world gets back to some normality or at least another couple levels back in the restrictions that the government's putting out there. It was a bit of a bummer because obviously our business is about group training, but we obviously this time more important things um, are in, in place. So on the Wednesday, I thought to myself, I need to create something that does two things. Helps to keep people motivated through this time. 
Because I knew as a fitness professional, my job is to help people keep exercising because of all that stuff I've already talked about. Physically, they're going to feel better. Mentally, they're going to feel better. Stress-wise, they're going to feel better. There's so much value if I can keep my people in my community keep moving. So A, I need to keep them moving. And B, I need to keep them connected in a healthy way within their community. So that was my two objectives. How do I keep people motivated to keep moving? And then how do I help them to have genuine human connections through the experience? In this moment, I came up with two concepts that have proven to be really successful. The first is what I've been calling my daily good news story. So with my running group, Extra Mile Runners, we have, at any one time in New Zealand or Christchurch in Wellington, we probably have close to 250 to 300 people in our group. Um... So what I started doing is on our Facebook page, I started doing a daily good news story because the problem is right now is that it's just all coronavirus. And you turn on news, like in New Zealand, there was a, on Reddit a few weeks ago, there was a, there was a, a, um, a Reddit post of what news are we missing right now? Because if you watch the news in New Zealand right now, and our, our media is really great in New Zealand, it's 100% coronavirus. You know, there was a big abortion law got passed in New Zealand and it didn't even make it on the news because coronavirus is all that matters. And, and I get it, but it does get a bit consuming. So I thought to myself, I need to create something that's kind of cool each day for our runners. And so what I did is I created a daily good news story. And what I do is each day I get on Facebook and I do a short two to three, four minute video clip telling the stories of one of my runners. So I get on there and I talk about so-and-so and I tell them their achievements and I talk about their character and I talk about what they bring to the group. And it's just a really positive thing for the individual because A, it makes them feel really great about themselves, but also for the camaraderie of the group. And it's been really powerful because A, um, you know, you, you're being a bit of a highlight in somebody's day when you talk about the individual, but be the camaraderie of the group. Because then what happens, I put this up, and then people underneath put posts about why this person is really great, and it's just this really reinforcing sense of community that comes alongside it. So that was kind of one thing I did. But the more powerful thing that I did is I created a fitness challenge. Now, in my running group, we have a broad range of abilities. So we have our total beginners, which is our 5K group, um, 10K group, and a half marathon group, and we've got people who do marathons as well. So we have a broad range of runners, and we thought to myself, I need to create different levels. So the challenge was this. Each week for the four weeks of the lockdown, you have to complete a certain distance. For our beginner runners, you can do 20, you need to do 20 Ks, and it can be walking or running. Okay, so walking or running. For our intermediate runners, which are people who are kind of our 10K runners, they have to run, no walking in this level, 40 Ks a week. And then for our advanced runners, they have to run 60 Ks a week. Within the rules, it was you can make it work however you want to make it work. So you can run, let's say you're doing 60 Ks, you're going to do 5K one day, 20 Ks the next day, 10K the next day, rest day, 15 Ks, and so on. For walking, you can walk 1K, you can run 2K, you can run 5Ks. As long as you got 20Ks done within the week. Within the rules, we've got a private Facebook group. So what we had is each time you do a run, you had to take a photo of the run, you had to put your distance for the day, today's the weekly distance, and then do a hashtag that we had associated to it. Well, it has been a massive success. 
we have, you know, we have of like the 250 people who are running with our group at any one time, I think engagements around 160 runners of our group are engaged in this challenge. I think it's even higher. I think it may be even closer to 180. So basically nearly two thirds or over two thirds of our runners have, are engaged in this challenge. And what we are seeing is amazing stuff happening. Because A, they're getting motivated to get out the door and exercise at this important time. But B, kind of like me, what I was talking about before, I'm making discoveries. So like I was just on there, each day I go and I kind of respond to all the posts that people have put up there. And there's a lady called Deb Mason. Deb Mason is a mother of young children, kind of in that real mother role where she sacrifices her life to be a mother uh, and running is her, her one outlet in her week. And Deb's, Deb's kind of normally one of our 10K runners, occasionally does a half marathon with us, uh, but doesn't have a huge amount of time to run. Well, I saw this morning, Deb did a marathon where she did 1K loops around her neighborhood. She did a marathon this morning. Like, she's motivated. She's achieving something that she's never done in her life and because she's in this real motivated state because of this challenge and this community we've created together, she's done something that, she, you know, a month ago she never would have thought of doing. And that's why this challenge is really important because what we've done is we've put a carrot in front of people that said, put your exercise first and do it in a way that's a little bit exciting, got a little bit of freedom within it. And what we're discovering is, and Deb's just one example, we're seeing lots of people do lots of things that are just above what they would normally do. And even above what we're saying in the challenge. But because we have the challenge in place, that's what they're achieving. Now the challenge is really good in itself. <clears throat> but to me, one of the, the keys to the challenge is that social engagement around the challenge. So we wanted to do it to create a, or to keep the sense of community within our world. But what we're finding is that Everybody puts their posts up and their runs up of today's run and everybody gets so much positive affirmation from the community. Everyone else is going on there, giving them the likes, giving them comments. We've done this thing where you have to do, um, draw a picture based on a run. So you go for a run and on your mapping app you have to draw a picture and we're getting lots of funny pictures. So it's quite of a fun kind of world for people to be in. So my first point is you need to find a physical challenge that you share with your world. So obviously I've talked about a running challenge right now, but you might get your group of friends and you might come up with some kind of challenge like I've talked about. It might be a walking challenge, it might be a running challenge, it might be doing so many fitness classes online a week, something like that. And then get your friends together and get them involved in the challenge. Because one of the biggest lessons I've learned as a fitness professional over the years is social engagement is one of the most important tools for exercise success. When you create community, when you create social engagement in a positive reinforcing way, people are much more likely to be successful with exercise. So my first point in how to keep exercise in a motivating way in your world is create a challenge for the time frame, make it fun, share it with your world and engage with your world as you go along with this challenge. Because I guarantee if you do this, your chances of success go through the roof. My second point is, and maybe not so much for newer exercises. For newer exercises, I'd say, if you're getting out the door and you're doing something, that's total success. But my second point for people who have the exercise habit in place. What we often find right now is, 
a level of, we, we allow a level of slackness into our life. And you may be experiencing this yourself right now. So, you know, like normally, I don't know, you might only drink on a Friday and Saturday night, but because you're at lockdown, you're starting to think to yourself, you know what? I have a couple of glasses of wine during the week. I'm going to call this um, diminishing creep. Diminishing, I'm not sure if it's the right term, but what I mean here is this is kind of, and here's a good analogy. Here's an analogy I thought about this the other day. I don't know if you're like me, but when Joe and I go away and we stay, like last year we went to Bali and we stayed at this really cool resort and it was kind of one of those places that has everything. Great pool, by the beach, loved it. Tell you what, we would love to be there right now without viruses. But when you go to these resorts, each morning there's a smorgasbord and smorgasbords are a great meal. And I like to be a healthy person um, so when I first morning you go along and you think to yourself, I want to a because two problems with smorgasbords, we tend to overeat because we have massive meals because we tend to have more than one. So like my normal breakfast is kind of three bits of toast with tomato, bit of peanut butter, not on the same bread, um, protein shake, and that's pretty much and a coffee. That's my normal breakfast. Well, when you go to smorgasbord, you can end up having three or four plates of meals. So there's a the problem of volume, and then b the types of food you eat. Now, morning one, when you often go into these holidays, is you think, no, no, I'm going to have normal size meal I have, and I'm going to kind of keep most of it healthy, maybe one little treaty thing in there. And you do that for the first morning, and then the second morning, it's the same thing. But then by the third morning, you think, oh, you know what, I might have one of those tasty-looking croissants, that, that sweet croissant they have. And then you might think to yourself, you know what, the pancakes and that... And what's happening is you're having a diminishing creep of your behaviours starting to come in. Because in the first one you have good intentions, but then as time goes on, you creep bad behaviours in. So that by the end of your time that you're staying in the hotel, you're ultimately just having the pancakes and, and, I don't know, croissants and quite a big meal of wrong choices of food. And for a lot of people, that's what they're experiencing with the lockdown right now, is when they first started they had this intention of having really good behaviours. But ultimately, as the days go by, more creep of diminishing behaviours happen. You may be, you know, is this, am I speaking to you right now? Is this happening to you in your world right now? Are you noticing that at first you thought to yourself, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm only going to drink wine on Friday and Saturday nights because that's what I'd normally do during the week. And, you know, but then suddenly on Tuesday, you know what, I'm in lockdown, I'll have a glass of wine. That's what we're talking about when we talk about diminishing creep. And for a lot of us, that becomes a big problem in the lockdown period. Now, one of the most challenging things about this virus is that we do not know when the end point is. As I talked about earlier, when we think about New Zealand, our country seems to be managing it really well. So I'm hopeful that in a month, the month that we're in lockdown, we get to the other side and there'll be some loosening of the reins where we can get back to normal, some kind of normality in life. But realistically, it's probably not going to be the case. It's probably going to be a little bit further down the road. Now this makes it challenging because the reset's not obvious. So when we think about diminishing creep, if we're creeping to kind of bad behaviours and we're doing it pretty early on in the piece, what happens if we're going to be in this place for three months? Now, fingers crossed we don't, but what if we do? And this is a problem we need to address. And so when we think about diminishing creep, what when we think about exercise is this can become a big problem with exercise as well. Because 
with exercise, what a lot of people who are regular exercisers do is the diminishing creep can come in two ways. A, they start to diminish their consistency of exercise. So what happens is they start to get to a place where, you know, let's say you normally exercise four times a week. You, you, you've started to become that person who knows you should be exercising in a day, but you end up watching Netflix. So you're only exercising twice a week. So the amount you exercise is lessening. That's kind of like, if we think of that smorgasbord analogy, one was you eat too much and bad foods. So one of this is that you exercise less. <clears throat> and then the second one is that you exercise with less intensity. You exercise with less intensity. So you go out and do exercise, and when you do, you do it in a way which really isn't delivering what exercise can deliver for your life, and ultimately what you need most from exercise at this moment in your life. i say that again. It's not delivering what exercise can deliver, and what it could deliver at what you need at this time in your life. And actually, I did, a, I did an Instagram short video about this the other day, and I got someone replied to my post, and they said, I'm a body attack instructor. So this person must be a really fit person, because body attack's a very challenging fitness workout. And they're saying, I'm a body attack instructor. Um, normally, you know, I'm up in front of people, absolutely blitzing myself. And as you talked about what you talked about, Bevan, I felt you were talking to me, because I've definitely just let the intensity drop. I'm sure I've been getting out and doing some exercise, but I've been walking the dog and so on, and I'm feeling unsatisfied with my exercise. So with this in mind, the second point I think is you need to maintain high standards with your exercise, and high standards around those two areas. So high standards around consistency of exercise and high standards around intensity of exercise. I'll use myself as an example. So I'm doing a 60k challenge, which I have to admit is challenging for me. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a traditional runner, but this year I haven't, I haven't really been running since probably October last year. Uh, and this year, up until two weeks ago, I probably ran 20k's a week. No, 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 20Ks within the year, so I hadn't really been running at all. I've taken on this challenge in the last 10 days, I've ran 100Ks, so I've gone from doing pretty much no running to 100Ks. Now, I'm fit, my body's strong, my body's actually handling it pretty well, but it's definitely challenging for me. The key to me being successful with this challenge is I've been, I've maintained my fitness standards. So first of all, one of my standards is I have one rest day a week, but I exercise every other day. So at no stage since the lockdown have I thought to myself, you know what, I have two days rest this week. No, because that's not the standards I normally maintain for myself. Normally, I'll exercise six days a week. Sure, I have some days which are more challenging and some days that are easier, but I'll have Friday off, Monday, Friday's the day I don't exercise. Well, in the last couple of weeks, that's what I've been doing. I'm maintaining that standard that I have around exercise. So for you, for particularly for those people who are exercisers, what are those kind of standards that you normally have around the routine of your exercise that you have in your life? You really need to identify this because it's so important. So you can identify what those standards are, then you can see when diminishing creep is coming in. Okay, so that's really important. What are the standards that you normally maintain? For those who aren't exercising, this is probably... I would probably say go to the challenge. This probably isn't so applicable because your standards are that you don't really have any standards. So I'll, maybe I'll talk to you guys after this. So I'll come back to you guys in a second. Then the second is how do I maintain my standards of the type of exercise that I do? And what I mean by that is the intensity and 
the standard of exercise I do when I do exercise. And I'll give you a good example of this. A couple of days ago, when I first got back into running, I thought I'd do a, a, a fast 10K run. Not, not a max, but a pretty quick 10K run. So I did a 38-minute 10K, which is pretty decent, especially considering I haven't been running at all in the last year, or the last kind of four or five months. Um, I could, you know, I'm probably a little bit faster if I max out, but you know, it's probably not that far off where I am right now. When I was doing it, first half I felt pretty comfortable, but that last 15 minutes of it, I was, I was, I was fighting. I was in that place where the tension was really hard, and you had to use all your motivational tools. I was breaking down, you know, just get to the next corner. I was doing all those things. It was a real challenge. And I got to the end of the run, and I knew that I'd pretty much done what I hoped to do. And I felt buggered, but I felt amazing. Because when you exercise at that intensity, that, that high standard that I like for myself, you get the rewards that exercise has to offer. I felt the adrenaline rush, <clears throat> the endorphin release. I felt on top of the world. I was proud of myself. I, I was really proud of myself of how I keep my effort up. You know, it felt like a really, really great run. And to be honest, it kind of, for the rest of my day, it, it lifted me up throughout the rest of my day. This maintaining that standard of intensity in my run delivered many of those other benefits that I talk about when I talk about the value of exercise. Sure, it would have helped me get fitter because that type of running makes you a better runner, but all those other benefits around esteem, around identity, around um, you know all that good stuff that came out from that run. And then a couple of days later, I'd, I think I'd ran... 50Ks in the first week. So I had one run to do where I had to run, I think it was 9Ks. So I went out for a run, and it was one of those runs where I was feeling a bit tired, so I thought to myself, just get out and get 9Ks done. And so it was definitely what I'd call a plod run. And it was way harder and didn't deliver than on in comparison to the 10K run. And what do I mean by that? Mentally, it was hard. And not hard in an intense fighting way. It was hard because I was just thinking about the clock. I was thinking about just get the distance done. It was boring. I wasn't stimulated. It wasn't satisfying. It was just, just get it done. I got to the end of the run. I hit my 60k, so I was happy with that. But it didn't actually deliver what I needed from exercise that day. When I think about going back to that 10k run, at the end of that, I felt, as I said before, it lifted me up for the rest of the day. This 9k plod get it done run just gave me nothing. Now, it was a tick the box. I got the, you know, I got, hit that consistency. I was, you know, one of the runs that I had to do that week. But it didn't give me the satisfaction I needed from exercise right now. And so when I go back to those two things that you need, to maintain your standards around consistency, but also around intensity and challenge and exercise, you need those 10K runs. You need those sessions that are really challenging for you. Now, I'm not saying every session in your week has to be challenging because it's not possible. It's actually not healthy to always train that hard. And sometimes you do need an easy session. But within your training week, you need to have moments where you hit that high peak. It's so, so important because when we think about the stress release, the mind release, the esteem building, the, you know, that kind of emotional state that you go to when you're in exercise, that comes when you are challenged. 
So my second point around standards is you need to make sure that you have a couple of sessions a week that you're scared of. That when you wake up in the morning, you start to negotiate and you're trying to talk yourself out of it, but you don't because you, you plan well and you, you get up, you turn up, you do it. Because I guarantee you that if you will, you're going to get what you need from exercise within it. So my second point is you need to maintain your exercise standards through this time. And when I talk about exercise standards, I'm talking about the consistency of exercise and the level that you're aiming for within a few sessions of the week. And probably I'll just add on top of that, with those sessions that are intense, plan them. So don't go into them blind, plan them. You know, how you're mentally going to work through them, how you're going to set it up, how you're going to work in those tough moments, what music are you going to use, how do you create a bit of social accountability. All of those things are going to be really important in those sessions. Okay. I'll just go back to what I was talking to you about with beginners before. I'm not, I actually don't think you guys should be going for intensity because I think often for you guys getting out is the win. So when we think about standards, I would say set the challenge at the right level for you. And that's what I think we've done well with the running business is that we've found a level that works for a beginner in a way that doesn't push them too hard, but is getting them out the door and trying. Because often what we find is just getting out the door and trying for the non-exerciser is a pretty satisfying experience. Because you're giving you, we're giving them something they haven't had. So it's just a good way of thinking about it. Just two more quick points. Turns out I'm not going to do the other subject today because I've already gone like 33 minutes <laughs> on this one. So I'll do the next subject uh, in a future podcast. Um, because, yeah. The next point is... <clears throat> Don't spend too much time trying to find the answer for the exercise. In times of confusion, we can spend a lot of time just trying to find the start point. Don't 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 do that. Just get moving. You know, like it can just be getting out there or walking or running. Or if you've done fitness classes in the past, just go back to those. You know, like if you look at my Facebook feed right now, normally most of the people who know me are fitness people. There's a hundred fitness options every moment of every day so there's plenty of options out there don't waste time trying to find the exercise you're going to do just find an, an exercise and sign up for it it can be my run challenge it can be i know les mills have got on demand i'm sure the fitness products in your areas have plenty of great options as well so that's just a really important point because i think a lot of people spend so much time trying to start or try to find the answer to starting but they never actually start so when it comes to the exercise, just choose something and go. You know, choose something, find a challenge around it, get your community involved, look for those sessions where you're going to be challenging yourself, be consistent with it, and that will be really successful. And then my last point in this area, which is probably a really important point, and it goes back to the first point. So the first point was that create a challenge and get people involved. Support your community. So if you find a challenge, and your community can just be your family members. It might be that you get your family members to be doing a fitness challenge throughout this experience. It might be your mum and your dad and, your, and your, your uncle and your auntie, and you've got your little bubble, but you've also got your people you're connected with in like Zoom or social world. And you could even do a workout together once a week. And, um, or you, you know, you're doing that thing where you, after every session you, you go in and you put a photo up. Be accountable to your group and be a leader of your group. Like, make sure you go in and, and praise somebody every time they do a session. Like, I've got to be honest, with my running group right now, 
I'm spending up to an hour and a half day on Facebook, literally, and, and this is not me mucking around on Facebook, this is me going through every post of every runner, giving them a like, giving them a comment, giving them praise. When they complete a week, they have, um, you know, I give them, a, I'm proud of you because I really am. My wife and I, we, we did this thing in the end of week one, we'll do it again this week, is we made a video award ceremony. So we did a ceremony where we, Literally, we got dressed up in a suit. It was kind of tragic, but funny. And we named everybody who achieved the goal of week one. You know, and people loved it because it was that social engagement. And it's those types of things that will keep your world connected and motivated through this experience. But if we're going to be like that, sounds kind of altruistic, doesn't it? That oh, you know, I want to give my time to help other people. But the thing about it is, it really isn't. Altruistic. It is. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. You do it for the right reasons. But the real value of it as well is that when other people are doing it, it keeps you in the game. Like if you let's say you do do this. Let's say you after today's podcast, you go to your family, and say we're going to do this challenge. Here's the challenge. You got to do this. You got to do these posts after every session, and uh, we're going to catch it. There's going to be awards each week, and so on and so on. Let's get into it. Your whole family joins up. And you start, you know, you start commenting on theirs. Do you think they'll keep you motivated to stay in the challenge? Of course it will, because it works. Social accountability is, again, one of the most important parts of exercise success. So when we think about the challenge, your job is to be a leader of your community. It's to encourage your community, to praise your community, to help the people who are struggling a little bit, to make it accessible and a place of reward in your life. Because I guarantee that if you make that commitment, A, you're going to have an impact on other people's lives. No, you're not just, you know, we talk about that value of exercise I've talked about before. You'll be giving that to other people. Like, how, like, I'll be honest, one of our, one of our runners, that made me cry. Um, and one of our runners made a video of, for Joe and I, Joe's my wife, it's our business, saying just how much they appreciate what we are doing for our community in this moment. Um, and it was one of those moments, it was beautiful, it was, it was very special, and it made us feel unbelievable. And it was one of those moments, I remember I, was, I stood up, we watched in the lounge together, Joe was a little bit teary, I was getting, I don't cry, I'm a man's man, but you know, I got a bit emotional. Um, and it was just one of those moments where you just feel, and I remember I walked up, and I was walking to the kitchen afterwards, and I remember just thinking, that's, that's what you need from life. You know, the things we chase that aren't really that important. And then you have these moments which reinforce what's really important. You know, for, for my community to give me and my wife recognition that the work that we're doing is helping them through a tough time, like, what more do you want? Like, that was, the, like it was a highlight of my life. I'm not going to deny it made me feel really good and it reinforced what's really important and it reinforced my role in my community. You can do that for your world. And I guarantee that when you do that for your world, you'll be more motivated to exercise and exercise at standards that deliver what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. So those are my points. And I'll start with the first one. I'm kind of going to re- rejig how they come. First of all, when it comes to the movement, don't, don't, don't complicate it. Just choose something. It can be Les Mills classes, it can be Zumba classes, it can be walking, running, cycle, I don't know, whatever. Just just choose a movement, don't, don't complicate it. 
make a challenge and maybe make a challenge which has levels so you can get your world involved in it. So you make a challenge that you share with your world. Then when you're with your world, be a leader of your world. Engage your world, reward your world, encourage your world. Because when you do that, you're lifting other people up along the way. But also what you're doing is you're motivating yourself. And then lastly, when it comes to the exercise, maintain your standards. For newer people, maintain the standards of the challenge. So if you're doing a beginner level challenge and it means you have to exercise three times a week for 20 minutes of walking, just make sure you maintain those. For my more experienced regular exercises, the two maintaining standards you need to do is maintain the consistency of exercise you would normally do and then maintain intensity of exercise that you'd normally do throughout a week. When we think about this time, some of the things we need the most is healthy stress releases, to feel we're looking after ourselves, to feel connected to our world, and to feel healthy through this time. Unfortunately, for many people right now, they're going through that diminishing creep. They're going to that place where they are feeling unhealthy. They do feel like they're losing themselves. And ultimately, this time is a place which will come at a cost to their life, which when they get to the other side where life is going to be more full on, they're going to have to work through this and work through the cost of this time. I want you to get to the end of this time and think to yourself, geez, I'm really proud of how I use this time. I've managed myself mentally and physically really healthily, and now I can move forward on a great front foot. By taking on the steps of today's podcast, I guarantee you'll have a, you'll, you'll just, they will be where you'll be. So don't just listen to this podcast, apply it. And maybe if you do, let me know on my Facebook or my Instagram, because, you know, that's what this is all about. So do the work, and I guarantee if you will, through this very challenging time, you'll come out the other side, a higher vision of yourself. Radio team, that's today's show pretty much done and dusted. I've got to say, uh, just a couple of little quick things. Um, first of all, I've just started doing a few more videos on Instagram. I've never really got into the Instagram thing. I kind of occasionally put a photo. I'm, fortunately, I'm sponsored by Reebok, and uh, they kind of expect you to do posts occasionally. Um, so I kind of do. Um, but I've kind of want to be doing a bit more video content around like the content of the show. So if you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, now admittedly I don't have a public Facebook page, I just have my personal page, but you can follow me on that. So if you go to Facebook and look at my name, Bevan James Isles, but Instagram, Bevan James Isles as well, if you follow me on there, I'm just doing these kind of two to five minute videos, which are just little tips to help, you know, through this time, but obviously kind of stuff that will work at all times. So you can check that out, Instagram and Facebook. If you want to get the show emailed here, just go to Bevan James Isles and I email it out every time I release a show to all the patrons. Jeez, I really appreciate you right now. It's, you know, like, to be honest, I'm not earning any income. Now, admittedly, I live in a great country because our country, our government's given us income. But these little bits of, you know, support that people give me uh, through the show really, really helps at times like this. So the patrons of the show, just thank you so much. Um, if you enjoy the show, there's two things I'd like you to do. First of all, can you please put a review on your podcatcher? You've got a lot of time right now, I imagine. So if you could just do that, that really helps. And share it with your friends. Lots of people know about podcasts right now. If you can just send it to a friend and say, hey, this is a podcast I think 
adds a lot of value. That would really help. Just growing the audience is always part of the job. Um, good luck. Please apply what I've talked about today because I really think that if you can do this, you'll get through this time in a much healthier way. Uh, if you want to email me, bevanjames at gmail.com. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I've actually got an interview lined up, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Look after yourself, guys.